You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again for another Physics Ed Podcast. Glad to have you again, no matter where you are around this world of ours. Now, if you happen to be an Australian, you would remember and know about the Australian Science Olympiads. It's organized by the Australian Science Innovations Group, which, by the way, has been doing this for over 35 years. And Ali Weirman, the executive director of the Australian Science Innovations, has dropped by to have a chat about what they've been doing lately. She is also a trained geologist and loves all things science in a role in managing ASI. And by the way, she does, because of her background, love a bit of rocks, fossils, cliffs, and volcanoes. But she also brings over a decade of business experience into ASI. So if you like Australian Science Olympiads, now I certainly do. I did this many, many years ago when I went through high school. You might want to know just what they're getting up to now and how you can get involved. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 free experiments. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, really? I mean, I was really thinking about what you've been getting up to, not just necessarily yourself, the organization. I think when I was a kid, I think I actually was involved in these Olympiads at some point in time. Oh, wow. Really? I. It was beyond before my time. So I, I heard about it later in my career. It was like, oh, that sounds so cool. But mm. I never actually got a chance to be involved. But that is so cool that you were actually involved. Like, what was yeah. your experience? What are your memories about that? I was just thinking, oh, gosh, it's going back. I, I definitely sat the, um, you know, these exams, the tests. Uh, (laughs) um, I didn't by the way and this is actually it's a spoiler I didn't actually become any finalist or anything like that I was was, was just just a kid doing it but I do remember doing it Um, oh that's very cool yeah I think I remember doing a a maths one yeah that was definitely around when I was a kid and I remember getting a HD and being really excited but I didn't go anywhere I didn't go any further and I never got another HD with any of the other ones I did but just one year I got a HD in maths. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and it can actually happen. Oh, gosh, we're going down a rabbit hole. I was actually thinking when I did university, my statistics wasn't fantastic, but the following unit was a HD because I finally realized what on earth was going on. Yeah, It took the penny to drop. <laughs> so that, that is the nature of the beast, like testing versus what you do in real life. It's, oh, wow. Anyway, yeah. look, thank you for joining uh, for this chat. I mean, okay, so you're from ASI. Some people very much know who we're talking about, but uh, at the same point, um, some people may not. So please describe what you do and who you work with and all that sort of thing, please. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the executive director with the Australian Science Innovation. So I um, I facilitate and support this organisation, which is all about the Science Olympiads. And um, Australian Science Innovations, we're going to call it ASI because it's a very long name. Um, ASI has been around for 35 years doing this, which is pretty amazing for any organisation. And the Science Olympiads, some of you may know, a lot of you may not, it's all about um, identifying, training and supporting students to take part in the international competition. Mm. Um, And Australia is actually pretty successful in uh, competing on the international stage in the Science Olympiads. We win 
a lot of, uh, we leave a lot of medals, not always gold, but always come away with a, a good stack of medals. And, but it's not just about that, although, you know, we all love a medal. Um, it's also about introducing science to kids. So the Science Olympiads, um, the, I might just step through it so that, that people understand what it is. Because I've only been with ASI for a year and it took me a while to get my head around actually what the Science Olympiads meant. Yeah. So I have a very good perspective. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's basically, we do an exam every year in July and August um, in the four disciplines, earth science, biology, physics, and chemistry. And we test students in their capacity to answer questions, answer scientific questions. And then from that test, we select 24 of the top students. That, so that's just the top who can answer these particular type of questions. Um, and then they come to a summer school and they get immersed in first year university of that subject. Um, so they get... Uh, two weeks of really intense study during their school holidays yeah. um, and become sort of, you know, really capable in that particular area of science. And then from that group, we select four to six to compete on the international stage. And they go and travel overseas and compete with other countries like the US, um, Thailand, Japan, China. And they go to places like Switzerland, we're going this year to Switzerland, United Arab Emirates, Japan, and there's also the physics students going to Mongolia, which is a really interesting logistical problem. Yeah. Um, so it's a really great opportunity, but it's not just about those students who get to do the summer school and take part in the competition. It's about giving students an opportunity to identify their own love of science and you know, I, I, I love that intro that you that you just did of talking about your own experience. I mean, when I got that HD, I went, hey, I'm actually really good at maths. And you don't often have those experiences when you're at school. Like you, you just keep going with the everyday, but those little individual experiences can give you a, a hint of what your talent may be, what you might be good at. Admittedly, I hated maths and I never pursued it. But <laughs> from that moment on, I knew that I was actually good at maths. Um, so this is what I think is some of the value of the Science Olympiads beyond just winning gold for Australia, which we do on a fairly regular basis. Um, it's also about touching, uh, giving students that opportunity to understand themselves and their own capability and uh, showing them how good they are at something. And I think that's really valuable. And one of the programs that we've just started doing in the last two years is the Junior Science Olympiad. Um, and that is um, a slightly, it's the same competition, but it's for a younger age group from year seven to 10. And what we love about this competition is that it has um, additional components beyond just the exam and the summer school, which is actually called the spring school, just to confuse you. Um, <laughs> and so the, the extra components are the Junior Science Olympiad Training Squad and the Junior Science Olympiad Academy. What we love about the training squad is we, we use that exam, like all the other Olympiads, to identify really talented students, but we find them in remote, regional and low socioeconomic areas. Those areas that haven't had the same resources that mm. you and I might have in a metropolitan area. And we use this training squad to um, 
lift them up to a level playing field so that they get an opportunity to compete on a level playing field for the senior science Olympiads or the junior science Olympiads if they're still young enough. So we're really excited about this competition because for us, you know, if we want to win gold, we have to be able to find those talented people, no matter where they are, and support them and lift them up to be able to take part. And, and you never know where that's going to be. Um, this year, we've got some students who are, who are coming from Cairns. Um, there's some from Geraldton, and they're all taking part in the International Olympiads, and they're being identified through the Junior Science Olympiad training squad and given the same opportunities that other kids have had. So it's really exciting. And, and the kids are just amazing. They're just so passionate about science. They're so engaged and so involved. And um, we just love being able to support them through this process. I love how it's about identification eventually, uh, because this is really, really powerful. Because I mean, you kind of think about science as an endeavor. Um, I mean, we could look at the different content disciplines. I mean, I could spend a lot of time looking about microbiology and all the rest. Yeah. And yet, the actual discipline of doing the science, the scientific reasoning and all the rest, that can actually be something that's taught even without spectacular amount of materials. You just need to know how a scientist thinks. Yeah, completely. It's it's all about that scientific method, observation, mm. you know, trying to trying to be as unbiased as possible, being aware of your own bias. Um and making assessments from what you think is going to happen, your hypothesis, yeah. to what actually happens in reality, being able to reflect. And I think it's such a powerful way of thinking about the world because you can apply it to your own actions as well, like psychologists do. You know, self-reflection is an amazing way to, to not just um, deal with the scientific method, but to do, deal with your own personal development. I think, yeah, it's... It's such an interesting and powerful way of viewing the world. There's such a benefit to humanity in so many ways that we still don't really even understand. But anyway, I'm going off on philosophical ah. tangents. Oh. My apologies. No, no don't <laughs> apologize. It's actually important because, I mean, honestly, career development is also about developing yourself. It just is. Uh, yeah. For sure. The, I was actually thinking about um, the students when they sit down. So, they, you know, they've got this mid-year mid test that's, that's effectively a test. I mean, there's, there's got to be a way of sifting said students but um yep. as they sit down i mean do they have to done a bucket load of i don't know i've got to learn a lot about geology or whatever it is uh or is it really about how they reason through a problem yeah so number two mm. it's good to have that that knowledge because what we find is that you know kids they may have their own particular interest in geology and so they've got lots of information they can bring to the question mm. But a lot of the questions are around comprehension, reading through and using that scientific method to understand the problem and then um, create the answer that is, you know, the correct one. So there are opportunities. So we've got this thing called Olympiads Online, which you can get to through our website. And that is um, a free um online training program so that anyone can go in there and register do a bit of a test work out where their strengths are and then practice questions that are very similar to the olympiad questions so that's a really good way to to practice for the actual olympiad exam 
Oh, massively so. I was actually listening to, this is almost coincidental. All right, so I was listening to a radio program yesterday. Uh, I cannot remember exactly, so I should have been paying attention because actually I was paying attention to the road because that's what I need to do when I'm driving. However, (laughs) (laughs) uh, whilst I was vaguely paying attention, I did, uh, this was a snippet of information. They were talking about the issues with uh, the construction of understanding of someone's knowledge. Uh, They were were talking about the uh, issue they've had where someone may get measured against a yardstick but the problem is this particular yardstick they didn't understand in the first place. They didn't understand how the question was framed. Therefore, they couldn't get an answer out very well. And yeah. surprise, surprise, if you give them a rubric, a scaffold, some way of being able to answer said question in the way that's expected, suddenly you actually elucidate the knowledge that the kid had in the first place, which is not spectacular when you think about it. I mean, it's pretty obvious this is how you do the thing. Um, yeah. So being able to have access to those online resources would be incredibly powerful for kids coming up through this year. Yeah, completely. I think it's um, a really valuable tool for Mm. kids to to have a go. There's practice papers on our website as well. So once you've gone onto Olympiads online and you've done all your practicing that you can, you can then actually do a practice paper with the questions and go, oh, actually, you know, I need to fix up this bit and you can really focus on a particular area. So yeah, there's there's some great resources there to support kids because we want to see everybody who is interested in science. You know, it's not going to be for everyone, but there are a lot of science nerds out there. Um, we want to see them be able to take part in the competition and have a chance and discover their own aptitude in science. Even if they don't make the team, doesn't really matter. It's about discovering themselves and their own aptitude. For sure. And you can kind of think about from a student's perspective too, this is quite a thing to put on a portfolio to say that they've done is they're not just going to university but as they leave like they're, they're being identified and certainly um if i was in um, industry looking for some of the brightest minds is actually not a bad place to start yeah we actually um we're it's funny you should say that because we're starting an alumni program we've been working on it for a little while covid obviously had a bit mm. of an impact because we couldn't do face to face but but we really want to be able to to provide opportunities for our alumni um, that is the kids who take part in the Olympiad program, but also the kids who you know, have done really well in the exams, who are really engaged, um, to see what careers and opportunities are out there, to connect them with industry, to show them. Because the problem with science is it's really hard to know what a scientist does. You know, they've got astronaut, a doctor, mm. you know, somebody who works in a lab, but there's such an amazing array of different careers out there that you know it's kind of a world of possibility so we want to use this alumni um, program that we're developing to connect kids with the the range of opportunities that are out there the amazing ideas and all the innovation that happens in Australia like quantum computing the quantum brilliance is just literally above me right now (laughs) absolutely and shout out to Kathy Foley our our, our person heads up uh, uh, science in Australia, uh, chief scientist, by the way. So if you don't know who Kathy Foley is, she very much was involved in quantum, <laughs> quantum tunneling and a few other things um, back in the day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a, um, it is, it's powerful. And I suppose um, as a mindset, it really is what if, and once you've done the what if question, you then go about your experiment and maybe isolate a variable, probably a good idea, and uh, <laughs> test it. <laughs> And uh, yeah. that's, that's really all it is. It's just that, that, that's method and it's, that's the simple method. It's really. Yeah. 
Yeah. What I love about science is that that applicate that simple method can be applied mm. in so many different ways. When you have physics, you've got you know the quantum mechanics and and nuclear physics, and I know that's been in the news a lot with all the subs. But you've got biology. You're looking at you know. Um, individual insects or plants or bacteria earth science is is such a different way of approaching the scientific method because you're looking at rocks and you have to kind of assess the mineral components there's so many amazing things that you can uncover in science oh for sure and what i actually love about and actually i do have this discussion when we do career days uh, there's one actually this week um through a group called inspiring the future australia uh that we're on a podcast here oh gosh couple of years ago <laughs> anyway I was talking with Adrian <laughs> anyway um so as we're talking with the careers uh one of the questions that comes up inevitably is like uh, to myself because I'm the science guy uh it's yeah. like you know um I don't really really care about science should I be studying said science I said well actually you know what? it's one of the mindset that you come out of it you might end up as an SEO person for websites yeah. and perhaps doing fair testing against what works better to get people onto your site and frankly sit on the site in some way is valuable. And guess what? You're actually applying a scientific method in a non-science discipline. So the thinking is what matters. Yeah, totally. It's it's so valuable. And so even in business, even that application of, you know, trying to identify an appropriate, you know, an efficient system that's going to make your business processes work more effectively, your scientific method can help you get there. It's, it's just so applicable to everything yeah it's formal thinking yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, one thing that grabbed my eye when i was on your website was the asian science camp oh yes uh we haven't um last year we did the asian science camp so last year with covid we had mm. lots of um, challenges with people actually traveling internationally of course um, and the International Biology Olympiad didn't take place. So the students actually in instead went to the Asian Science Camp, which was held online. But it's, uh. yeah, it's it's a little bit, it's different to the Olympiads in that it's, we still use the Olympiad exam to select students who can take part in that competition. But it's more about um, giving these students the opportunity to meet other students internationally and just learn about science, develop networks. Because the other aspect of a, of a scientific research career is actually developing international networks. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so important if you're going to go into scientific research because that's the way we change, that's the way we exchange knowledge around the globe. Um, so, this is the Asian Science Camp is all about giving students the opportunity to develop those networks to start to develop those networks while just learning lots about science and having a an awesome time yeah. in a nerdy way <laughs> no it's so true i mean those plns the professional learning networks are so powerful i mean okay this is an education podcast i mean teachers are going yeah i know what a pln is but the kids may not those yeah. those learning networks are so valuable and it does not matter what industry you're in and hopefully if your network crosses industries that's yeah. where the really interesting fun happens yeah, totally. It's just like um, scientific research. If you're doing multidisciplinary, so you've got, say, a little bit of biology, a little bit of physics and a little bit of um, earth science, you can have some amazing stuff coming out of that. That's really interesting. Sort of yeah. that really cutting edge um, development 
like a professional learning network that cuts across different networks. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to do uh, create innovation in a vacuum, unless your innovation is about vacuums. But <laughs> but, as, but, as a, but as a whole, it's kind of hard to do it by yourself. It's really yeah, that that inspire does require conversations quite yeah. often. Yeah, that's no, yeah, awesome. Totally. So. If you had a bunch of uh, teachers in front of you and they were looking at throwing their kids through this, uh, mm -hmm. what would be some advice you'd give them to say, look, you know, get the kids prepared as best they could with the resources they've got at hand? So I'd say have a look at our website, which is asi.edu.au, has all the information you need. Um, check out Olympiads online, which you can link to from our website and get all of your kids to sign up to the Olympiads online website. And so, you know, not everyone's going to be interested, but there will be a whole group of kids who really love science who'll just go through and do all of the questions and tests and work out where their speciality is. Um, that's what I would do if I was a teacher and wanting to get my students trained up. Um, also, if you're in that year seven to 10 um, teaching area, if you're teaching that group of students, then seriously look at the Junior Science Olympiad because it's got it's a pathway to other things. Um, with the training squad in the academy, it means that the kids don't have to get the top, top marks. They just need to show us an aptitude. And um, if that aptitude is, uh, is a clear indicator that they may be able to develop into something else, then they may have the opportunity to do the training squad. So it's a, it's a great way to really lift up kids who are, who are almost there, but they just haven't had the resources to get them to that next level. That's what we want to, we want to help them do that. Yeah, which is eventually lifting science literacy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a very important, it's a kind of a passion. Science, everyone should be a scientist, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely or, or at least understand the media that's in front of them yeah exactly and, nah, it's, it's so important like, this has really been a great chat and honestly it's been really it's almost been a memory lane thing for me yeah, <laughs> i've never little think about what i was doing i actually remember <laughs> yeah, i gave my little a little certificate <laughs> well, it's, it's what i'm going yeah. back in time um but then well, thank you very much and um look I really hope that uh, this keeps growing. Uh, I mean, the Asian Science Camp, I can see how that can actually grow further and go from online to who knows to where it might go from there. Um, yeah, yep. That would be um, awesome, I think. We we are really keen to see it grow and develop and to reach as many kids as we can. We'd love to do kind of outreach with some regional schools, but um, one thing at a time. We've got to build slowly so that we can do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, it takes time. But hey, we've got our time, time on our hands. You've been around for 35 years at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's double it, right? Yeah, totally. Another 50. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much for hanging on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ben. We hope you've been enjoying the Physics Ed podcast. We love making science make sense. Why don't you book us for a science show or workshop in your school? If you're outside of Australia, you can connect with us via a virtual excursion. See our website for more. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Ali Weem and how good would it be to be involved with growing the Australian Science Innovations Group and the Australian Science Olympiads. This is such a great vehicle for getting high schoolers into STEM as a career path. Now, if you want to know a bit more, go on over to asi.edu. Dot au. You can find out all the details that you need to know about the Science Olympiads. Now, if you're overseas, 
and there's nothing like that in your country at this point, why not challenge someone to set it up? And if not, why not you set this up? Because it's something that's been going on for 35 years and will keep on growing and growing and growing and it makes a genuine impact. So if you're overseas, maybe you could look at doing this as well. Just a little idea. <laughs> anyway, so uh, look, I hope you enjoyed this chat. I certainly did. And as usual, we've got more episodes coming up. You've been listening to me, Ben Newsom from Physics Education, and this is the Physics Podcast, and I'll catch you another time. You've been listening to another Physics Ed Podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, free experiments, our new Be Amazing book and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au